The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Coming at you with a day of recording. Does that mean I procrastinated? No, I honestly just forgot, which is crazy because I have not missed an episode in three years. I post every single Monday for, I think it's been just about three years, but I didn't technically miss it because it's still Monday. So this week we're going to be talking about the INBDE. I'm about to take it in less than two weeks. So the next couple solo episodes alternating with guests, of course, but the next couple solo episodes are going to be all about the INBDE. What is it? What does dental boards look like? How does it work? How did I study? How did I do? How do other people study? Everything you want to know. This is just our first segment, and I'm going to be talking about scheduling it and what is it, very basic first step of the process, figuring out what it is, how long you need to study, how you're going to study. So with all that said and done, let's get into the episode and some updates of what's been going on in my life over here at dental school. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Alrighty, part one of this episode, as promised, is some updates. And I know I kind of left you all on a cliffhanger if you really care that much about my test cases and clinic stuff, which you probably don't. But I was saying how I needed to get a crown to finish D3 year and a crown that meets my test case criteria and pass all the phases of the test case, which is a tooth that doesn't have an existing crown, so it can't be like recurrent decay. And so it has to be a natural tooth or it needs like a full core buildup that makes you actually prep something. You know, it can't just be like touching up the margin. You have to really prep something. And then it needs contacts, proximal, and it needs occlusal contacts. So I've done a bridge and a couple crowns that were recurrent decay and didn't need a ton of prepping or they didn't have like a contact or something. So none of them met the criteria. And I finally was able to have a lovely D4 let me work on one of their patients, and he actually needed two crowns. One was a redo of a crown that wasn't done well previously and on number 20, and then number 19 was a natural tooth just with a large composite in the occlusal. So I took out the composite, and I put in the core, prepped the crown on 19, popped off the crown of 20, refined that, and You would think that's all I had to do and it went smoothly, but it did not. The patient has a really deep kind of class three and crossbite, so the occlusion's really heavy and the cusps go really deep into the tooth. So we were having a hard time getting enough occlusal reduction while still having enough crown height. So that was tricky and it was really hard to see and more so access the distal of 19 because there was a crown on 18 that never broke the gingival 
like cervical contact never went deep enough with the margin. So I wasn't able to prep down to my margin because it was over contoured and like bulky. And so I ended up having to go more axially on my tooth, like a really thick margin on the distal. And I was like, this is my test case. This does not look ideal. This looks ugly. I'm going to damage the gold crown. It was just a mess. And then when I was working on the distal lingual, this is where things just really had me flustered. My assistant like the suction slipped from them trying to see what they were doing because you know when the head's tilted the opposite direction of the assistant like they can't see anything so I think that's kind of what happened and then the assistant I was moving and they were moving and it nicked bumped my burr and then I nicked the underside of the patient's tongue and even though the burr is so tiny like it made a pretty big like opening in their tongue laceration if you will and that was obviously stressful but it didn't really hurt for one because he was numb and then the patient was really understanding and nice throughout all this process with having a different provider do the treatment having that go wrong needing to do two appointments for the preps because it was two teeth and after I cut his tongue we just kind of let him chill relax made the temps put him on and called it a day for that and then brought him back to finish the next day and get my impressions and everything and the lesion was healing up well he wasn't really in a lot of pain like it was all okay but obviously in the moment there's a lot of flustering especially because it was my test case too but I mean like we were doing everything we could to avoid it but just sometimes that happens when patients have really big tongues or they're really strong and they're moving it just it happens it happens on tongues it happens on cheeks it happens on lips you try to avoid it but sometimes it happens and again I would rather have bad things happen while I'm in school and a student because then I know how to handle it. Like we tried to get a collagen plug up from oral surgery when someone would have like a dry socket and stick that in there, but it didn't really end up working because the tissue was too moist because, you know, like under your tongue is a lot of saliva because of your salivary glands right there. But in theory, that would be a good way to kind of patch it up. But the mouth in general heals so quickly. So literally even the next day, it looked a lot better. And then once I had the delivery planned for I think like seven or eight days later, I had called the lab before I made the delivery appointment because usually they need two weeks for any lab orders to be made and then brought back to the school. But I called them and I explained the situation that the patient was going out of town, this, this and that, and I needed it on this day. Could they do it? And it was seven days. And they said, yeah, seven days is like our minimum. It'll be there. And then the day before, there was this giant polar vortex ice storm coming to Michigan. And of course, I'm like, oh no, this ice storm is about to hit. And that's when I'm supposed to deliver my test case crowns. At this point, I already had three of the four phases of the crown graded and done, though. I had my prep, I had my impression, and I had my temporary done and graded. And I actually did well on them. So that was nice. But the delivery, which is in theory the easiest appointment, I just wanted to get it over with, you know? And I call the lab the day before and I say, hey, I know this ice storm's coming tomorrow. Is that going to affect your deliveries? If it will, if you think it will, should I cancel my patient? I don't want to have him come in and not have the crowns there because I know we were rushing it. I know they're not there yet. They're not going to get there till tomorrow morning. And they said, oh, don't worry. Let me look up the patient. Yup, it's going to be there tomorrow. It'll be there tomorrow morning. Your appointment's at in the afternoon. Perfect. It'll be there. And I was like, okay, thank you. Then I hang up. And I get there the next day, and our guy that works in our dental stores, which is what kind of receives the lab orders, and they do a bunch of other great stuff for the school too, but that's one of their things. You pick up your lab orders downstairs at dental stores. 
And he said, no, they're supposed to come in the morning and they never came. I haven't heard from them. I tried calling and it's just going right to voicemail. They probably lost power because a lot of people all around Michigan, especially Southwest Michigan, Northwest Michigan lost power and had a ton of ice and snow. Trees are falling everywhere because of so many layers of ice made it really heavy and then they just fall. So he eventually got a hold of the delivery driver from the dental lab and he was like, yeah, no, we're not delivering today. They told me not to go out. I'm not working. And so we were pretty annoyed that the lab never even told us that they weren't delivering. It's one thing if they're not delivering because they don't have service to like internet and electricity to invoice and export their orders, all the things they need to do digitally. But they didn't even tell us. I, I thought that was, it blew my mind. So then I knew I had to cancel and I canceled and I was hoping maybe I could do it Friday morning if the crowns could be there the next day. But the lab still wasn't open and I was like, I'm not going to schedule him just to have to cancel again. And mind you, this patient had already had their appointment moved multiple times because of other things going on at her school. So I just felt so bad for this patient. It was all out of my control. I, If anything, I was doing more than maybe most people would to try to get this patient in as timely as possible because they were going out of town for work and they'd already moved work trips to make this appointment work. And then we keep canceling and rescheduling. It was such a headache and I felt so bad. So fast forward right after that, after this ice storm, Thursday, Friday, then we have spring break and I'm gone for a week. And thankfully, the doctor that is the head of our PROS clinic in like our D3D4 clinic, I talked to him Thursday when all this was happening and I was like, here's a situation. There's this patient. He's not even technically my patient. I'm going to be on spring break. And then after that, this is the kicker, is that I was on rotation the two weeks after spring break, not in the school, not able to see patients. So it was three weeks that he'd be waiting on top of the week he already waited for normal when we were going to be on schedule. And then he was going international for business. So like, what was I going to do? But thankfully, a few things. There's a 5 p.m. appointment on Thursdays only, so our only evening session, and rotation is 8 to 5, so technically you're allowed to see patients then. And it was full. There weren't any chairs left, but the pros faculty was like, this is important. I will make an exception. I will stay late if need be. We'll put you in any chair, even if there's not available. We're going to make you one because this is a disservice to the patient if we don't, and it's important. And I was like, thank you. I'm glad someone's on my side here and someone gets it with like no one at the school was against me by any means, but like I just needed that support and I needed that authority to let me do the things that I knew I needed to do for the benefit of the patient. Like that's all I wanted was just to get the patient what they need. It doesn't even matter that it's necessarily my test case. Like whether or not it was my test case, I would have been doing the exact same thing to get this patient their permanent crown so they can go on their trip safely and comfortably. So got back from spring break, first week back, I'm on hospital rotation, which when I'm recording this, I'm on my second week of rotation. So last Thursday, I delivered the crowns, both of them. It went super smoothly. They fit pretty well. As expected, I needed to do quite a bit of occlusal adjustments because of the deep bite. We kind of knew that we would need to take some zirconia off and we did, but it was fine. It was all things I know how to do, things I'm confident in. It all made sense. No bumps in the road, which was great. And I delivered them and I got 100% because it all went perfectly. 
So I'm done with my D3 test cases. All I have to do now is pass my D3 OSCE coming up in April and then my couple final exams, which hopefully won't be too bad. And as many of you know, I'm studying for boards, which is the rest of this episode. So I'm going to talk about that for the rest of the time. Hope you enjoyed our little story time of my crazy, crazy crown situation that all turned out to be totally fine. But you can imagine in the moment when you're getting all this bad news about rescheduling a patient or getting all this bad news or in the bad situation when you're messing up or causing mistakes or really struggling like it's so hard and looking back now I'm like oh well at least it's over I learned a lot but in the moment it's hard so if you have those moments or you just had one of those days know that it's temporary know that you're in school for a reason it's all learning experience and it's going to pay off in the end so now let's get into our talk about the INBDE there's going to be multiple episodes about boards this is just the first one of I think three that I have planned when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's do our first episode in our segments about the INBDE, the Integrated National Board's Dental Examination. So it used to be NBDE 1 and 2. So it was kind of like how medical school does, like step one, step two, but they changed it and we are the second class required to go this route and do the integrated. The fourth years currently had to also do the integrated and then the class ahead had the option to do integrated or the two parts and most of them chose integrated because it was supposed to be easier so i am less than two weeks out from my test as of today two weeks from today on the 27th i'll be taking my last day of boards so the inbde is divided up into two testing days you have to take them within seven calendar days of each other and the center it's a prometric center like where you took your dat and they're not open on sundays so most people do friday saturday or saturday monday i'm personally doing saturday monday i thought it'd be nice to have a day break in between and there weren't any friday saturdays open in ann arbor for the time frame of the month that i wanted to take it so that kind of decided it for me if i'm being honest but what is tested on it it's integrated as it says so if you google it there's all these different like functional knowledge i think that stands for fk one two three four up to like 10 across all different things you have pathology genetic conditions you have your operative across all the different disciplines of dentistry you have a lot of pharmacology you have research questions you have some statistics stuff in the research questions you have some math in there that i'm not excited about it's very minimal it's like statistical analysis and also math for calculating dosages of local anesthetic which you usually do in pediatric class at least we did so I'm kind of familiar with that but the math doesn't go away the mental math let me tell you I was hoping it would after the DAT but it does not and there's a ton of subjects I can't even think of them all off the top of my head right now but essentially it tests 
everything you're supposed to know to become a licensed dentist in terms of applying clinical knowledge, knowing the science and the research and pros and cons behind all different kinds of materials, everything that's factual and evidence-based you're expected to know. And the study program I'm using, which is what I'm going to talk about in two episodes from now, my next solo episode is going to be all about my study tools that I use and how I use them. But with bootcamp, just for context, there's almost like 3,000 practice questions. And then another research I'm using has over 2,000. And then there's like free study docs that have thousands of questions. There's just thousands and thousands of practice questions and you get tested on, I believe, about 500 questions across the two days. So the first day, you have eight hours you could be there. Most people are there for more like six or seven because, again, like the DAT, there's a tutorial, which you don't have to do the whole thing, and then there's timed breaks, which you can start early and not take the whole break. So you have 350 questions your first day and then 60 questions your last day. So actually, I think it's 90 questions maybe, but either way, the second day is only a couple hours. So most people that I've talked to that have already taken day one and day two or even just day one were saying that they wish they got to just do it all at once, even if it would have been eight or nine hours they would rather just have it done than have to go back for a couple more sets of questions but I know it would be fatiguing so I guess it's something for them to consider in the future but that's essentially what it is and when do you take it a lot of people have messaged me like aren't you taking it early I didn't know that third years can take the boards and that just depends what school you go to some of my friends at Harvard at Buffalo at Penn, I believe, obviously here at Michigan, several other schools are allowed to take it their end of D3 year, so their last semester of D3 year, which is the same for us, but they just implemented that policy. Previously, you couldn't take it till the start of fourth year, so the earliest you could take it was May of your fourth year, but they let us start signing up in January of our third year, and I think that's awesome because I would much rather be doing it now which is why I am so I can get it out of the way we really don't have a lot of coursework right now so I would rather be doing it now than next year when we're on external rotations and just more busy with other things even if it's not coursework you're just really busy d4 year and I would rather be doing it now or even if I'm not busy just enjoying summer enjoying fourth year so I wanted to get it out of the way in short and we had the opportunity to so I'm taking it and winter's all gloomy and rainy and snowy and I'd rather be inside studying than in the nice summer weather so that was kind of my reasoning to take it now but technically you just have to take it before you graduate from my understanding is all most schools care about they probably want you to take it by March or April in case you have to retake it I would assume they're not okay with you taking it like the week of graduation in case you don't pass but maybe if that happens that's on you most people that have to wait till fourth year take it the first semester of their fourth year so sometime that summer and then most people that take it the option to take it early use that option so most of my class is either taking it march april may some are taking it in june but most people are getting it done late d3 early d4 i don't know anyone that wants to keep pushing it off towards graduation 
And the way it works is we got an email saying that you're eligible to sign up from like our school's registrar's office, the dental school's registrar. And then there was instructions to go online. It's a lot like the DAT, but you get your dent pin and you log in. It's the same one from your DAT. And then you request to take the INBDE and then your dental school has to go in and approve you to take it so that can take a couple days and then you'll get an email that you were approved and then you get like a claim code or something that you can type into the Prometric website with a link to click to Prometric and then you're able to look at locations and dates and pick your dates and go from there you also have to pay the fee when you're requesting to take the test. You don't pay it when you pick your dates. You pay it when you request to take the test. And the fee is right around $900, I believe. And if you have to retake it, you have to pay the full fee. Or if you like don't show up because of an emergency or something and they don't approve the emergency, then you have to pay again. So it sounds like a lot, but actually the boards that you take fourth year, your ADEX or clinical boards, is even more money. So 900 in retrospect isn't even that much, which is crazy, but that's just dental school. Dental school is expensive. So you have your date, you're approved. When do you start studying? In my opinion, I wouldn't start studying until you know when your date is. Once you get approved to take the test, you have to take it within six months of your approval. So you don't want to apply willy-nilly. You want to make sure you at least plan to take it in the next six months. I knew that I was going to be studying for three months. So I knew if I applied right away in January, that would be fine. And that's pretty much exactly what I did. And then once you know your test date, I think you can also pick your test date based on how much time you have to study from whatever day it currently is. Like I was doing this the very end of December looking at the dates and then I think I got to pick my date in first week of January once I finally got approved. But before they even approved me, I had like written out my study schedule and when I wanted to take the DAT. not DAT, the INVDE, and I was hoping those dates would be available because I was applying sooner than a lot of my classmates, so I was thinking they should be available, and once I got the approval, they were, so I was able to do it the 25th and 27th weekend like I wanted to, but the provided schedule that a lot of people use is 45 days, and I can talk about that more in depth next episode when I talk about how I studied but essentially it's 45 days but it's asking you to study four to six hours a day and you're in clinic really you get to school at like 7 7 15 and you don't leave till 5 5 15 and then sometimes you have meetings during lunch and sometimes you have meetings after hours or you have to stay and do lab work so for me that was not feasible at all even with using the weekends looking back and I'm almost done with my studying most I study a day during a weekday is like two hours on weekends I can study four five six hours but I just knew that was not realistic for me so I basically doubled it and from 45 days I studied for three months but I used what they had daily and just would make it into two days and I built in off days like we had our as to gala so I knew I wouldn't be studying that day because I'd be getting ready and hanging out with my friends and I'd want to recover the next day so I made my studying a little light or I didn't plan any at all or if I had a family event I blocked off that day in the calendar so I used a Google Sheets template and if you want to see any of this physically what it looked like or how it works or how the study program works I talk about all of it in my most recent YouTube video. It's just my name, Haley Schultz, on YouTube, and it is a sponsored video from DAT Bootcamp, which is the program I used to study 
INBDE Bootcamp. I don't know why I keep saying DAT, but they're great. This podcast is not sponsored, but that video was because they paid for my test prep program for me or gifted it to me in order to make the video, but it's what I wanted to use anyways, so it worked out great. But you can see what my calendar and schedule looked like. I just got a Google Sheets template off the internet and then made it the right months and days and filled in what I was going to do every day, hyperlinked it, blocked off days I wasn't going to take any studying, and then marked in the days of my tests once I knew when they were. And now we're almost done. We're at the home stretch of the three months of studying. It's a little bit intimidating, but that is why in the next episode... I'm going to talk about the actual study programs that exist, which one I use or ones that I use, other resources that are free. If you want to start studying lightly before you go into your heavy studying, what I recommend, or if I recommend just waiting and hitting the ground running kind of like I did and being really focused on it. Like outside of school, it's really all I do is study for boards. I mean, I still have, like I said, personal life and I take time off and everything, but I'm not studying a lot for classes and things. So I'm able to put a lot of time into studying for boards. So that's what we'll talk about in the next boards episode is the actual study tools and how I use them. And then in the following episodes, I'm going to mention how boards went because I will be done with them at that point. So that is exciting and hopefully I'll have results, but I probably won't. And then eventually when I know, I'll of course tell you guys if I passed or not. I think I forgot to mention that at the start of the episode that it is pass fail, which is excellent because you don't need to worry about getting a high score to impress a future employer or to get into residency. It's just, you got to pass, you got to be clinically competent, you get your seal of approval, you're all good. So I'm looking forward to that. And I feel like I was really just rambling on this week's episode, but I hope it was interesting, gave you a little insight into what's been going on at school. It's been craziness. And also how I'm getting ready for boards. It's so close. I'm so excited to be done. I have a couple friends that have already taken it recently, and I'm just stoked to be done and be in their shoes and be loving life and living my spring summer dreams, you know? So with all that said and done, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I apologize again that it went up a little later in the day. We still made it on time, though. It's still Monday. I, with the studying and rotation, I just like totally slipped my mind. But here we are. Still got the episode up. Never miss an episode in like three years. So I'm proud of myself for that. And always, if you're looking for updates or you want to see who the new guests are and everything be sure you're following the podcast instagram it's at dental download podcast and then my instagram is at Haley schultz dental youtube is just my name Haley schultz and you can see everything that i'm up to in school all the advice all the different people i collaborate with it is a great way to plug yourself in and see what dental school is like at least from my perspective and with all that said and done thank you again for listening to this week's episode i will talk to you next monday